Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Friday. I am so glad to be back from this little mini break. We are now in season seven. Now to anybody else thinking that may not be a big deal. You know how when you start a project and you get really excited and then all of a sudden you lose that, that, that flavor, you know, you lose that tenacity to really enjoy it. That has not happened. And it's because when you love what you do, it's really not work. If this is your first time listening to Conversations with Toy, don't let it be your last. I am excited, rejuvenated, and ready to get back on these internet streets when it concerns the podcast. I am a lifestyle blogger that also talks about mental wellness. And this has been a lifetime goal for me to literally do this podcast and I'm grateful for the opportunity, but we are in season seven. So we have learned a few things about podcasting and editing and sound and all of the different things. So we are working, I am working, I should say, I don't know why I keep saying we, but I am working to give you the very best of me so that you can get something from these conversations. And you're probably saying to yourself, well, what are we going to be talking about? Listen, we talk about all kinds of things. We talk about self-care always. We talk about mental health. We talk about what's happening in the internet, on the socials. And we just talk about life. Keep in mind, life is happening always around us. We are in a new season, about to step into the fall, right? And we're trying to hold on to the last moments of summer. Now, for those who think that celebrating fall or decorating for fall is too soon, too early, that is fine. Let those who enjoy it, like myself, have their moment. But we are going to be talking about how we're switching over from the summer and we're getting a little bit more focused. We're, you know, back from, you know, Labor Day weekend. We're back from, you know, all of our summer vacations. And not that you can't take vacations in the fall or winter, but summertime just always steps it up because the kids are out of school. You have a little bit more downtime. And so when we come back from Labor Day, oftentimes we are ready to basically jumpstart our wellness journey, right? We might have fallen off because we've been eating all of the things for the summer. We've been outside getting our summer tan. We kind of just been on this journey of relaxation. So how do you turn on the switch from coming from summer and fun and to being more focused, more mindful of the things that you eat, being more mindful of staying hydrated, being more mindful of taking your vitamins and, you know, just trying to basically have what's called, you know, a full wellness situation. When I personally think of wellness, I think of wellness as being a full body experience. So we're not just focusing, focusing on, you know, eating certain things. We're not focusing on just what we listen to. We're focusing on all the things. And it's, it's super important that we talk about wellness as a whole, because sometimes we leave one component out and we focus on other parts. That's not really what you want to do. If in this season you have not, and I mean, have not, 
gone to the doctor to have a very basic checkup. I need you to change that. I know you don't want to know the numbers, right? You don't want to know the numbers of the scale that you may step on. You may not want to know what's going on in your blood and your body, but knowing is empowering. Now you have a choice. Once you go and get your checkup, do I focus on getting right? Do I make the necessary choices? Again, you have a choice. But one thing that going to the doctors and having a checkup does, it puts everything right in your face, right? I remember a few years ago, I had been, I had had my last child. It had been over a year, maybe just a year, right? You know, I went back to work, getting my mind together. For those who don't know, I had a blood clot in my brain that was discovered from having this horrible heart, I mean, not heart, but headache. And from there, it literally changed the way I saw life, right? So in the midst of having this blood clot in my brain, I began to start eating heavier. The medication that I was on was making me pick up a lot of weight. And so I had initially, when I had my last child, I had initially dropped that baby weight almost immediately. Now, I'm sorry for those who just don't, that's not their thing. They, you know, they get pregnant. They have this body weight that kind of lingers, but I dropped that baby weight. I mean, it was crazy, like quick because I was also breastfeeding. And so after I dropped all this weight, I'm looking good. I'm feeling good. You know, I'm still staying under my doctor's care. But again, this medication that they had to switch me to just started to make me pick up weight. And so I remember very vividly, very much vividly, I worked at a wellness, um, like not hospital, but a school for doctors, right? And so part of being, when you work for, you know, a wellness type of doctor situation or osteopathic doctor situation, um, they're about mind, body, and soul, right? So they don't just treat you and give you medication just because you're having a symptom. They wanna know the why, they do the full workup. I was going from lunch to go back to the office when someone said, how many months are you? And any woman who has ever had someone ask you how many months, first and foremost, I think it's completely and just invasive in every possible way. One, I wasn't even pregnant, right? So you should have saw my face. Can you imagine? Put yourself in that situation, especially you ladies, if you've ever been through that, right? Somebody says to you, how many months pregnant are you? And I'm sitting there a year after having my baby, right? Yes, I had gained weight. So I gained a lot of weight in my stomach. I had gained a lot of weight just altogether, to be honest with you. I probably was heavier then than I was when I was pregnant, which again, you lose yourself, right? You focus on the child, you focus on the baby, you do all these different things. So I was struggling and here this person says, how many months are you? Do you know if it's a girl or a boy? My face probably went from my brown melanated skin to paper white, okay? I looked at her, she realized at that point that she obviously had made a mistake, that I obviously was not pregnant and this is why people always are encouraging others to mind your uterus. And if you don't have a uterus, just mind your business. Do not ever ask a woman, even if you presume that she is pregnant, about her pregnancy unless she tells you because you never know what struggles people have gone through. There are people who have fibroids that make their stomach poke out, that make it look like they're pregnant, and they may be struggling with the possibility of never being able to carry a baby. And then you go to ask them if they're pregnant and they're not. So let's find out for uterus. So back to the point where I'm, I'm asked if I'm pregnant, I'm so not pregnant, and... 
I get on the scale that same day because again, I'm working at an osteopathic office, you know, for a medical school. And so we could go and see our doctors at any given point. Literally, we can literally have somebody come to our desk and stay in proxy for us while we go and do whatever we need to do. I get on the scale and reality hits. So I call my doctor who is in the same building as where I work. I make an appointment. She goes and does all of the workup. I learned so much about what my body needed and what my body didn't need, a way to work out and how I can make my workouts work more effectively and how to jumpstart, right? So this was a few years ago. And it was from those moments of just getting a checkup that allowed me to see the reality. Yes, I could see the reality every day while I was squeezing, you know, my little muffin top into my clothes. I was doing all of these different things, but it was that moment of realizing like, sis, <laughs> let's gather thyself, right? And so I was grateful, but very much hurt. Like I was hurt. Let's just keep it real. I was hurt. I probably cried on the way to pick up the kids and, you know, had to get myself together because I said to myself, how did you let yourself get here? So between my doctor and my neuro neurologist, because I was still under the doctor's care with this blood clot in my brain, one I decided to change my lifestyle in the beginning to taking and eliminate all dairy. That was my choice. And the doctors, you know, was working with me with my neurologist. And almost, I would say within a few months, I started to notice um, one, that the blood clot was getting smaller and smaller and smaller for me, right? In addition to that, eventually I began to turn to, to veganism. Now, I don't care what you use, what you eat. You can be pescatarian, uh, keto. You can be all these different things. I'm going to tell you, you need to find what works for you. And don't use it as a diet, uh, a try it, uh, whatever you would like to call it. I want you to try to find some type of lifestyle change. Now, when I, so let me just be clear. There's vegans who are vegans because they care about the animals. Not that I don't care about animals, but there are some people who will be like, oh my God, I cannot believe you ate that meat and you're going to die. And I can't believe you killed this animal. That's those type of vegans, right? And then there are vegans who are just like, look, this is a choice. I, I choose to eat this because I find it to be healthier for me to eliminate meat out of my diet, right? Then there are plant-based people who, again, who are attempting to just say, look, I'm going to eat as much plant-based food that I possibly can eat. I am agreement with whatever works for you, right? And so those are the things that changed my life, but it started with a checkup. So I want you to get your checkup. I want you ladies to go get your feminine areas checked. Make sure that you go and see a gynecologist. If you have a woman in your life and you know, like a wife, a sister, a mom, or someone that you know that has not gone to see their gynecologist. I know that seems very personal. I'm not telling you to go up to random strangers and tell them to go see their gynecologist, but I'm talking about the ones you truly love and care that you can sit down and have that caring conversation, encourage them to go see their gynecologist and go get your eyes checked. I literally am not going to lie. I just found my glasses this week. Now I do have another pair that I was wearing, but these, the ones that I just found this week, um, they're just a little bit better. Again, the prescription was just a little bit sharper and I had not been wearing them. So I had to ask myself, how do you go see the eye doctor? You get a different prescription for your eyes. And when I tell you it was almost like night and day, just putting these glasses on, I said to myself, now you ought to be ashamed that you went to the eye doctor and did not wear your glasses. So go to your eye doctor and get your eyes checked. Why? Because sometimes just being at the eye doctor 
they can look into your eyes and they can see health related issues that have something to do with other parts of your body and they can alert you to go have something looked at. If you have not been to the dentist, meaning you have not sent, sat in a dental chair in the last six months, go on ahead and change it. I have a dental appointment scheduled for next week. I go every six months. Obviously when the pandemic was doing what it was doing, we didn't obviously go, you know, or we went as you know little as possible, but I got me and my family back on schedule. And outside of that, we were vigilant on going to see these things. And again, I want us to be focused on we're going to this new season and, and we're going to start end of the year. And some of y'all are going to make all of these different, you know, New Year's resolutions. You've made New Year's resolutions and maybe you haven't honored that. Maybe you made these resolutions and you just didn't honor yourself. I think we need to realize that honoring ourselves is what the resolution is mostly about. And so I want us to be more concerned about that, about how we're going to take care of ourselves, how we're going to honor ourselves and how are we going to be, you know, so we can take care of ourselves to be here and be at our best self. That's what I want you to do, right? So now that I've given you all of the go, 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 goes, we are going to talk to an amazing person today because I know that there are certain things that we can do to kind of jumpstart our health, you know, and I know for me, this may not work for you, but for me, intermittent fasting helped me. It really did. And so we have Dalton and Dalton is the CEO and the founder of Temper. Now I have personally used Temper. I love to bring products to you guys that I know for a fact that I've used. And I am very particular because I am a content creator that if a company sends me something and asks me to you know, try it out, I will not agree to a collaboration until I have tried it out. Because again, I don't wanna ever bring anything to anybody that I have not tested. Now, just because I've tested it doesn't mean that it's gonna work for you like it worked for me. But at least I can say that I tried it and I got the results that I was seeking or that something worked again for myself. For this particular conversation, I had already tried Temper almost a year ago. And Temper is these little mints that basically stop the craving of food so that you can basically continue with your process of intermittent fasting. And so that means you're eating at certain hours and then you're not eating at certain hours. And I was very skeptical of it. would it work? Like, would it honestly work for me? Is it something for me? Because you know, the, the snack demon is strong. And what I mean by a snack demon, I mean, you could just be sitting there, you're not really hungry, but your body is telling you need some chips. So you get up, you know, that's the one time you'll get up, right? You'll get up and you'll go get that bag of chips. And then at the end of the day, you know, you've eaten this bag of chips that you, you know, the snack demon has told you you need it. And then you're sitting there saying to yourself, now I did all that. Did I need to really eat that whole bag? I had no self-control when it came to eating this bag of chips or it could be candy. Like I love, I have a sweet tooth. I love ice cream. It may be non-dairy, but I love ice cream. You know, I eat candy and you know, you get carried away. So now all of these things happen. And what happens when you do that? This feeling of guilt of, oh my God, why did I allow this to happen? I need to do better next time all those things happen quite often. And so we have Dalton. He is here. He is the CEO of Temper. Again, Temper is these wonderful mitts that you put underneath your tongue, allow it to dissolve, and it literally will help you to crave, to control your cravings so that you can continue to fast until it's the appropriate time for you to eat. And then I know, like you may be thinking, well, when it's time to eat, I'm just going to Wolverine everything up. But 
That's not what happened, at least not for me. I was able to eat the things that I needed and I was also able to make better choices and be real about what it is that I needed to eat or what I wanted to put in my body. So we have him here and he is here to tell us all about the process of intermittent fasting, you know, what caused him to make this product and how it's useful and ways that we can use it. And again, I want you to give it a try. It is not something that somebody came to me with an idea. I am telling you that I used it and I was able to get through the process and also afterwards be able to control the way in which I eat. Now, we're going to get into that conversation in a little bit because you know we got to listen to Dalton and have him talk to us about all the things. But since everybody is having their children go back to school, there's a couple of things I just want to give a little bit of announcements about. It's nothing that we haven't heard before. But I need y'all to start driving like your child, or even if you don't have a child, if a child that you had was crossing these streets, because I find that the ability for us as adults to be so, I'm so late, I need to hurry up and get somewhere, it's causing us to be a little reckless. There are children crossing to and from on school buses or crossing the street or whatever they may be doing, or they may even have a parent that's escorting them. Slow it all the way down. If the school bus stop sign is extended, that is not a suggestion. That is a show enough stop. I really wish that if that was the case when people didn't stop and they, even if they didn't hit a kid or they were stopped short of it, I need somebody to come behind them and just have a shredder and shred your whole driver's license and impound your car. Not because I'm like anti, like, I don't want you to like do what you got to do to get your car, but obviously you forgot the, some basic things. Stop means stop no matter what language it is in, right? Red is always a warning. So I need y'all to knock this off, right? A lot of these kids that get to and from school without you because you woke up late, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed, you know, you you having a struggle morning, you can't take other people's kids out. So I need you to be more mindful of that. But parents in the parent line, can we talk? Can you lean in a little bit? Parents in the parent line, can you can we can we have a little, you know, maybe we do need to go through like, I don't know, we go through some pre like let's 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 find a way to get our kids to school a little bit more efficient. And what I mean by that, when I pull into the school, when I know that I am off the streets and now I'm into that car line, I immediately have my kids take their seatbelts off. You know, we're only going to go but five miles per hour, even if that, right? Take the seatbelts off and gather their things so that when you get to the area of drop-off, your children can give you a high five and you can get them out of the car so that other children behind them can get in and out of the car. Same thing with pickup. They should have all their things ready. Get them in the car. You can ask them all the things. You can talk to them about all the things once they get settled in the car. But go ahead and get them in there and let's keep it pushing. The amount of fights that I have seen, not necessarily personally, but just online, the amounts of fights that I've been seeing with children and parents, mostly parents because adults just be raggedy for no reason, that are fighting in the school pickup and the drop-off line. What in the world are y'all fighting over? Eventually, you're going to get your baby, right? eventually but i need you to pack a little patience have a little talk with jesus and have a little talk with these children about getting in and again anything that's going on you can always turn around and come back i've done that plenty of times or find a parking spot and park but let's get a, let's be a little bit more efficient right because we want to have our baby start the best school year and mama stop arguing with your children in the car line have all them arguments before like I try not to have arguments with the kids in the morning because, you know, don't want to mess up their day. And I'm not saying that we don't ever have them. I just said I try not to. 
But when it comes to get into that car line, we have already did our affirmations on the way there. We have already said our prayers. We've already talked about some of the things that we're having stresses about in the morning. That's the ride there. Now, my ride is longer, maybe than your ride. My ride is about 30 to 40 minutes now there in a new school. Maybe your ride is 10 minutes. That's when you get up and while you're making breakfast, while you're getting things together, that's when you start your prayer. That's when you start your affirmations. That's when you do all those things so that you can be ready to do get in and out of that car line, right? I just want us to get on to do better. That's all. I want us to get on to do better for the school year because we are trying to accomplish the things and parents are trying to get back on track. You may be working from home, so you got to get back into the flow of, you know, cooking for yourself because now the kids are gone and they're back at their school stomach. Listen, the way these kids ate all summer long don't make no sense. I have never seen so many chicken nuggets in my life, pizza rolls in my life, soups and all kinds of stuff in my life, right? I'm so glad that they're back at school with their school stomachs because they don't even eat like that when they're in school. So parents, be gentle with them in the morning, but also get them prepared to get out of that car and make sure you take the time to affirm your kids. Listen, I get it. Kids are going to have these little things that hiccups that happen all the time, but do your best that when you send your kids out of that door, that you one, tell your child that you love them and that you're proud of them. That's one. Two, you make sure that you love up on them as much as possible and say a prayer of protection because we know that these kids are not even guaranteed to leave out that school, right? And it's a sad state of affairs that we are in, but it is the truth. So affirm your babies before you leave. Make sure you tell them that you love them and how proud you are of them. And even if they had a bad moment, even if you got to ground them later, don't let them go to school with all that stress on them because of what may have happened. You can deal with them later. Lord's will, they're going to come back home and you can deal with them on their stuff and get them better. But we want to just have a good, good school year. So welcome back to Conversations with Toy Season 7. We are going to hear from Dalton. And Dalton Combs, his passion is understanding the causes and consequences of human behavior. First, as a neuronomics PhD researcher at University of Southern California and neuroscience, Dawson explores how the brain mechanisms that underline value, reward, and motivated behavior can be used to help people from healthy habits and live better lives. Dalton leads Temper with an unrivaled understanding of the brain, the future of technology, and the interaction between the two. That means this man has went, studied, continues to be a student to make sure he can learn about how we can effectively use our brain the way that we need to, to get us to our best self. And if that is not somebody we need to have a conversation with, I don't know what is. So we're going to start off this almost wellness journey as we step into season seven with Dalton. And we're going to be talking to him about his company, Temper. You know that we're going to make sure that all the clickables to the company and all of their social medias are going to be in the show notes. So go ahead and click on that. And without any further ado, Dalton, thank you for joining Conversations with Toy. Happy Friday to the Conversations with Toy family. I'm so happy for you to be here. Welcome. We're in September. Can you believe it? A new month which means we are concentrating on our wellness goals. And what better way to start off the new season? Can we say this is season seven? We're starting off a new season with an amazing person today. I can't wait for you to meet. And we are talking to Dalton. He is the CEO and founder of Temper. Now, if you've been following me on Instagram, you know I went on the Temper journey, which is an intermittent fasting 
I knew nothing of the process, but if I can do it, anybody could do it. And I feel like a lot of mishaps and conversations around what that is and what it, you know, all entails goes along with that. So we're going to talk a little bit with Dalton. Dalton, thank you for coming and being a part of our conversation. It's great to be here. You know, I've been I've been reading this week a lot about uh, nutritional wisdom is what mm. I've been I've been reading a lot of the science behind uh, nutritional wisdom this week. That's been my topic. Well, again, we are in September and I know for a lot of us, I'm going to say us because I was one that did a lot of traveling, which means I did a lot of eating, which means I had a lot of cocktails, which means I had a lot of things and, you know, the activities. And now everyone like myself is trying to be re, you know, get themselves together for the last quarter of the month and little, or the year and try to one, get back into focus. Or if you're already in focus with your wellness goals, kudos to you. High five. But how, yes, like snaps for that, because like, you know, it's hard. How, first of all, talk about temper and the science behind it, because a lot of people don't understand the Absolutely. concept of intermittent fasting. Yeah, so uh, temper is a product to help people do intermittent fasting. Uh, it's a minor cannabinoid, so it's a non-psychoactive cannabinoid. It's the, the molecule is in the same family as CBD or THC. Mm -hmm. uh, and it bonds to the same receptor that THC bonds to, to cause the munchies, except it bonds to it and it blocks it. And so it gives you the anti-munchies, uh, which is really helpful for people who are picking up an intermittent fasting practice or changing up their intermittent fasting practice. And the, you know, why we made it was to help more people discover and get in touch with intermittent fasting. And the, the main benefits, so if you were to pick one thing, it helps people improve their metabolism. So your metabolism is uh, all of those little chemical reactions that are going on inside your cells, inside your blood all the time to keep you alive and happy and healthy. And when your metabolism is doing well, you're feeling good. And when your metabolism is out of whack, you're not feeling good. And mm -hmm. there's one thing that the research says will help improve your metabolism. It's intermittent fasting. It's not uh, you know, it's not hitting the gym. It's not keto. It's not going vegan. It's not going paleo. Uh, it's not meditation. The number one thing according to the research is intermittent fasting. And why does it do that? It, the main thing it does in, in a bunch of little ways, it gives your body a break. So it gives you uh, a break from sugar, it gives your body a break from new food coming in that it has to digest and lock away. And it gives your metabolism an opportunity to sort of uh, relax and uh, and chill out after a long summer. Yes, I love that. And for anyone who has not, these, they're mints. They're like, um, how do I describe it? So it's like a, it's like, it's like a mint and yeah. it, and you a just smaller, you, a little bit smaller than an Altoid. Yeah. Super easy. Um, but I I liked what I liked about it was that because I was so focused on like, okay, this is what I'm starting, this is my new journey that I want to start. It also helped me in other ways with my eating because I was more focused on the quality of food versus this quantity where we're just shoveling food in our mouth. Like I work at home from my home office. So it's easy. Anyone who works in the office to sit. And as you sit, you grab for the chips and you grab for this and you grab for that. And um, what I found was I was doing less of that. 
because I was more mm-hmm. focused. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't anything. I don't know if it was something mental with it. It wasn't, but it was just the fact that again, you said like the munchies, you don't have that grab and go mentality. You're kind of focused yeah. on, let me make my lunch as I know, or I have, you know, this window of opportunity for eating and I'm going to eat what is nutritionally valuable for my body. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people found, you know, over the last couple of years working from home, uh, that their relationship to their kitchen changed a lot, right? They picked up a lot of different habits about walking through the kitchen multiple mm-hmm. times a day. Um, and yeah, intermittent fasting as a practice is a great way, like you said, to be more deliberate about what you eat, right? Because you go to mindlessly snack and you remind yourself, mm, I'm not snacking right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for a lot of people who are doing it for the first time, what they learn is like, I'm not going to die. Like I can go... 12, 14, 16 hours without mm-hmm. food, and I didn't die. For a lot of people, that's a that's a revelation about their relationship with, with food, is that, you know, you don't need to be snacking all the time, and you can be really, it's okay to be deliberate, and it's okay to say, like, I'm not eating right now. I'm not, I'm, I'm, we're not snacking right now. I got a meal that I'm really looking forward to. Right. We're not snacking right now. And I don't need to. Like, I'm Okay. I listen, I'm not gonna lie. From the very beginning, I was like, this is I don't know how far we're gonna go. <laughs> because mm-hmm. in my mind, I kept thinking to myself, like, I'm gonna be starving. That was the biggest thing. So I, I cannot be the only person who thinks they're going to legit start like I'm gonna starve, I'm gonna be so st- hungry, and then I'm gonna eat everything once I finally do get to eat. But it was actually the complete opposite. It did exactly what it was supposed to do. Once I sat down, it was time to eat. I wasn't like shoveling food. I just calmly sat down and just ate a meal. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's a revelation for a lot of people because you know the 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 snack food industry is constantly saying like you, you need know, a you, snack. You got to snack twice between meals. Like you don't want to be hungry. You want to you want to be you you want to keep your focus and your concentration. So you got to be eating and snacking all the time. And it's just not true. Like yeah. And how, how was your- that for you? How was that for you? Like, what was it to like to learn that about yourself and about like, how did your relationship with food change after you? Are you still practicing intermittent fasting? Or did mm-hmm. you- I am. Okay. So for me, even when I had periods where I would stop it, I still found myself on the same regimen. So I didn't necessarily find myself needing to go back to a lot of snacking. Of course, when you're on vacation, you're on vacation, you do vacation things, but Outside of that, I was going long periods of time without eating and I wasn't like this rush to eat. Like I had snacks that were sitting in, they were actually going bad to the point where I was just like giving it to the kids, like because I wasn't really snacking as much. So then I was saving money by not buying 20,000 snacks because, you know, we're taught, like you said, I need my two snacks a day. So my office is in the basement. I would go all the way up to the, you know, to my kitchen, bring all this food back down. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know, once I got into the groove, I never did that. I just had my water and I had whatever I went to go fix my lunch or whatever it was. And I just moved in that that focus that way. It just wasn't something where I needed to just shovel. And I think for so many people, that's a great place for them to be because you want to come out of the, the process of thinking that food has to be used in, in ways that doesn't really honor our bodies and really doesn't keep us as healthy as we think we are. Yeah. And, you know, food has so many other functions. Like you're saying, you know, when you're on vacation, like food isn't primarily nutrition when you're on vacation, right? Like food's about family and food is about new experiences. 
and like food is about relaxing and that's okay right it's okay for right. food to be those things um the biggest revelation i had when i first started doing intermittent fasting was how much more focused i was in the afternoons so like i on work days i don't have lunch so we're talking right. and it's 3 p.m and i haven't had anything to eat uh since uh 8 p.m last night and i don't feel hungry and i feel focused and when i first started doing intermittent fasting that was the thing that was most striking for me was when I skipped lunch, I was expecting to be angry <laughs> and hungry yes, and like, just like laid out right in the afternoon, but it was the exact opposite. Like I felt mm -hmm. sharper and I felt like it was more easy to concentrate and more easy to uh, dedicate myself to whatever I was uh, focused on in that moment, whether it was work or family or uh, whatever I was doing that day. With the flavor of the of the um temper for temper, the flavor is going to always stay mint. Is there a reason for that? Um, we had to pick one to start with. We're thinking about adding other flavors. So okay. if anyone in your audience has like a flavor that they really want us to uh to do you have a flavor that you want us to to bring out? I can't even think of anything. Like the mint works for me. So I was just mm -hmm. like, oh, this must be a part of the process. But um, I can't even think of any other flavor for that that I would even would even make sense. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. I don't know what other flavor we'll would stick make. With mint. No, I like mint. I think it, you know, it's it's a nice, it's a nice thing to feel in your mouth um while you're uh you know, because again it's another reminder to like not eat because the flavor is designed to linger for a little while. Mm -hmm. Just as a reminder, like I'm not eating right now. And it works because I, I definitely like the mint is very prominent, but not overbearing. So if you're like type, because I know people will say that, oh, I don't like the taste of mint. It's too strong or it's too um, overbearing. So I feel sick to my stomach sometimes when I have mint. It's not it's not overpowering at all. Yeah, it's not like an Altoid or like yeah. uh, no. or like the, the old school peppermints that the church mothers used to have at, at my church. <laughs> It's not, it's not the ones that's been sticking in the purse for like 20 years. It's not, it's not strong like that at all. How long um, has Temper been in existence? We're almost two years old now. Uh, and, um, you know, since you first tried the product, have you ever spoken with one of our coaches? I have never spoken to a coach, no. Okay. About six months ago, we launched coaching as a companion to the mints so now whenever anyone gets the mints they get paired with one of our fasting coaches okay uh, to talk through like a fasting plan and to have some of the reassurance that you and I are having right now that <laughs> um it's okay you're not going to die right uh and uh what you're doing is is safe and healthy uh and setting up a plan that uh will work for for their goals um, and so that's one of the, the newer things in temper that we've been doing for uh, a little over six months now. What would you suggest for someone who is on the fence? Like they, they thought about it. They've been hearing this phrase, intermittent fit fasting come out, but they're just on the fence of whether or not they should try. What would be not necessarily a pitch, but what would be your, how would you f tell them to focus on their goals and, and figure out if temper is for them? Yeah. The, First, uh, so for most people, the number one thing that uh, people try first when using temper is they use temper for after dinner snacking. Uh, and so a lot of people, first time they use temper, that's how they use it. Um, so yeah. if, if you're if you're struggling with night cravings or you know getting from the end of dinner to bed, 
uh, without snacking. It's not a long fast, right? But it's a way to play with the mints and okay. to play with the idea and to play with your hunger and get to know whether, because the thing I love about the mints is it helps you learn when you're hungry and like when you're just snacking. We call that cravings, right? When you're just like mm. grabbing food, grab and go, like you said. Uh, and so after dinner, snacking is a great place to play with your hunger and play with the mints and learn how your body uh how your body reacts to that and just to show you to prove to yourself that like you can change these habits uh around food i love that because um i feel too sometimes that our mindsets again this is why if you if you've been following for quite some time we always talk about like using our mindsets and our thought process because sometimes we talk ourselves out of something that we really need because we're just not sure of how to start that process so if you're listening and you're saying you know i really am interested but maybe it's not for me i think a lot of times it comes down to again what is your goal what is your goal for your body and wellness to me is not just about what you eat but what you eat does matter and so when you're trying to focus your nutrients and all the things that you're trying to do you may need the 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 help or the boost of intermittent fasting and these mitts would be perfect for that yeah no it's a great way to to you know and then the other thing about fasting is especially when i've done longer fasts so i don't know if you've ever done like a three day or four day fast the mm-hmm. yeah okay uh, when i come back to <laughs> <I've food. done laughs> when i come back to food it's like it's that same experience of like being really deliberate and thoughtful okay. it's like what am i going to eat like it, you, you think about it much more deliberately because all your habits you don't have any habits about about food because you haven't eaten in a few days right and so you know a, even a shorter fast can help you notice these things you've been doing automatically without thinking about it because so many of our uh so much of our relationship with food is automatic right and just saying we're just gonna not it really makes you more aware of uh of those choices you're making and gives you a moment to think like am i do i like this habit do i enjoy having this habit in my life now you guys changed your packaging you did we're orange now do you mm-hmm. like the new packaging what do you think what do you think of the new packaging i like it because it's bold it's colorful, it's bright. So it has all the things. But when I was using, when I first started using it, it was like the gray, bluish, like a dark gray. Yeah, uh, yeah, blue, blue was, gray. Yeah. yeah, it was more in a, I think a jar. Yes. And I'm noticing that the packaging has changed and I kind of like that. So what Thank was, you. The, what was you. the push behind the new packaging? The push behind the new packaging was uh, the the new, and it's a new, new logo, mm-hmm. new packaging color. And the goal was, like you said, bold and simple like that's what we wanted to push for so we took away a lot of a lot of the visual noise on the packaging like there's much much less visually on the packaging it's just the brand and the instructions and there's nothing else yes Mm -hmm. um and and uh, the, the new website went up uh maybe two weeks ago and it has the same themes of like just be simpler because that's how we think about what intermittent fasting can do for people. It can help simplify, make fewer decisions, um, be thinking less about food. And so that's what we're trying to convey with the new brand. And also a little bit of like, uh, like, I mean, both the old brand and the new brand, it's like a retro science feel. Like we, we wanted to give it a little bit of like fresh out of the lab from 1972, 
is like mm -hmm. the like the logo is it sort of looks like the NASA logo. So that's what we're going for with the like you know hip seventies fresh out of the lab look. And I love it because I also love the fact that like you have some of the benefits on the website that tells you like something about like clear skin and about fasting, you know, helping you with your skin, you know, balancing your body composition, all those things. I like that because it's really simple and stuff that people really one are interested in, right? Truly are interested in and two probably need. Yeah. No one fasts just to fast, right? No. Like everyone's got a goal, right? Whether it's mm -hmm. mental clarity or improved skin or body composition, like everyone's got a goal, uh, you know, longevity. We've gotten a lot more customers recently who are practicing intermittent fasting for longevity. And that works for the same reason. The reason it helps with longevity, and this has been really well established in all of the animal research. It's hard to do longevity studies on humans, uh, but they're working on them for fasting. And the reason it helps with that is your body has this recycling process that it does called autophagy, mm -hmm. where it, it breaks down old, proteins that you don't need anymore so like all of the not like proteins in your muscle but like proteins internal to your cells uh and those kind of build up like they get used and they get damaged and they just kind of build up and this process of autophagy is how your body breaks them down and when you go on a fast your body has the time to sort of like do a Marie Kondo on mm. itself and like mm -hmm. recycle mm -hmm. all the proteins it, it doesn't need what if okay so i'm thinking about as a not me because i've done it already but for somebody else who was new um let's say they were heavily involved with sports or they're um you know they're on a team somewhere they're running track or they're doing something that's physically um demanding uh is intermittent fasting still for them because you know in our mind it tells us that you know we're running we're doing all these different you know um sports we're going to need a little bit more it so there's an adjustment like if you if you go to the gym the first time you go to the gym after starting intermittent fasting you're going to notice that you feel like you you tire out you feel like you tire out faster but it's, mm -hmm. it's like a new muscle it gets better and you uh especially for endurance athletes um your body has all the energy it needs right you don't need you don't need that food like your body has all the energy it needs internally and it can tap it and use it. Um, and you'll get better at that process of tapping and using your energy. For training, you definitely wanna have a high protein meal within uh, a few hours of a workout to sort of optimize the benefits of that workout. Um, but that's the main consideration. Oh, and the other thing is make sure you get enough electrolytes. So like, uh, uh, you know, a zero calorie uh, electrolyte, either table salt, is honestly really good to table salt and water. Right. Um, if you're looking for something basic. And then there are a handful of products that you can use that will give you those electrolytes. And that's the that's the thing you really need if you're uh if you're out sweating, um, sweating out your salt. Yeah, I mean that's like one of the things that in the back of my mind, you know, always considering like, is this going to alter my ability to, you know show up as my best self if I'm an athlete or someone that's running marathons or whatever the case may be, because, you know, a lot of people in the fall, they do tend to run uh, marathon is marathon season. Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> marathon yeah. season. So that's why I just wanted to know, because I do run with a run group and a lot of them will ask me. So I want to make sure I'm prepared to give them that answer when they want to yeah. try to. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it the first time, right? Like don't do your first fast right before game day. 
Yeah, no, no. Um, <laughs> Don't do that. What are some of the ways in which, you know, you have made this company, you started this, this is your company and you're helping other people and it's expanding and doing what it needs to do. What are some of your long-term goals for temper like what do you see it going where would you love where would be your one love place that you would want it to take it where you can just take it and have it blow up and do its thing the mission is metabolic fitness you know there's a metabolic fitness uh epidemic in the u.s mm -hmm. right like people eating low quality food eating too often like this is a problem and that was the the mission that we started with is to help everyone have their absolute best metabolism. So, you know, the, the world changing vision is that these metabolic diseases like type two diabetes that didn't really exist a hundred years ago, go mm -hmm. back to not, go back to not existing, right? Like we want to put those diseases away forever. Yes, that is a beautiful thing. And I'm here for that. Um, how do you, you know, being the CEO, how are you balancing the different hats that you have on your own? Like, how do you, I mean, not though you have a team, but how do you balance all of these different moving parts? You know, if there's, no. I mean, one balance doesn't really exist, but if it could. Yeah. As an entrepreneur, my wife would tell you I have very bad balance, but um, <laughs> I, the skill that I have learned and you know always want to get better at is like learning how to ask for help right um so like who can i ask for help on what kind of problems you know people are there for each other i help people when i'm asked and i i'm not afraid to ask for help i would say that's the the biggest thing uh is um of, of keeping that balance is you know knowing how to say no and it's not just like a like no click right like that's not the right way to say no like knowing, letting people know when you when you can't do something, when you're not able to do something, and knowing, letting them know early, right? So clear communication, no surprise business, right? I always like to run a no surprise business. Like if something happens, I don't want anyone to be surprised by it. Um, and then yeah, knowing how and who to ask, who and how and when to ask for help is the the really killer entrepreneur skill. Amazing. And what does your self care look like? You know, as a man, you know, women, they'll tell you, you know, there's a laundry list of things and men can do the same uh, things as well. But what is your self-care look like for you? So my number one thing that I do for like uh, my my mental health is running, so going on regular runs and uh, staying physically active in that way. So like exhausting my body uh, regularly and reminding myself that I have a body. And then the other thing that my wife just got me into is this stuff called DHC oil or something. It's like an oil cleanse. And I started doing that at the end of my week. So like I like this oil, I rub all over my face and it feels so good. And then I take a shower. So I give myself like a little face massage with this oil. And then I wash that off in the shower. And that's my sort of end of the week uh, ritual. So like after I do, I do that right before bed, I do a little oil uh oil cleanse take a shower and then i wake up the next day and it's you know it's the weekend it's family time amazing so being that you are a ceo you do have a team how do you help for them again you, you're part of the wellness industry how do you 
help them to maintain their own wellness practices while they're also completing their goals and working as well? So I let them know how to say no, right? So I set up rules about like, just because the CEO asks for it doesn't mean it has to happen. Um, and, uh, and then we also, as a company, we do uh, work retreats. So this is, instead of having an office, uh, you know, instead of paying rent on an office, we pay for everyone to get together at an offsite uh, once a quarter. And we have a, one of those offsite days is a no work day. Uh, and that helps us all keep in balance and, you know, get to know each other as humans as opposed to just uh, work colleagues. I love that. I actually really love that. Uh, well, that's good to hear that you obviously, again, being in the wellness industry, you know how important it is to, you know, have some time off and to, you know, again, do your work, but not make work your whole life where you can't have a life outside of it. So that makes it even, even more um, special. Where can people find one, the product and your, all your socials uh, for the company and all those things? Yeah, we're on every platform as at use temper. So U-S-E-T-E-M-P-E-R. And then that's also the website, usetemper.com. We got it. We got we got it on lock. We got it every social platform. We got the URL. So however you want to find us, wherever wherever you want to find us, you can find us at use temper. So usetemper.com, Twitter, TikTok, um, whatever. Well, I'm going to make sure that we have all of it linked into the show notes. So if you're listening, you may have been working out or maybe doing something where you can't exactly click on things right now, but I'm going to make everything completely clickable. I know this is a clickable generation, so you won't have to look for it if you just click on the show notes. Tapping now, no clicking, no clicking, just tapping. (laughs) Just tap. They don't want to do anything, but just hit hit the move and keep it going. So I will make sure that that's all there. And I'm so grateful to have you. I mean, it's not... I don't take it for granted when I'm able to talk, to, first of all, to meet someone who I know I've used their product. It's always such a great thing. And then to see how one calming you are and how, you know, just down to earth, it's it's really refreshing, just so you know. Well, this has been a fantastic conversation. So I, I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you. You know, I do a lot of interviews, but, you know, this has been a lot of fun. A very, I, I've enjoyed this conversation. It's been very genuine, authentic. You know, I don't know if you're listening to this, but like, we hadn't talked until two minutes before the record started. And mm-hmm. um, I, I've definitely enjoyed the conversation. I have enjoyed it as well. So thank you so much for your time. And listen, community, I want you to go ahead. And if you've been considering it to look on the website, get all the information that you need to make an informed decision, but go ahead and get it. I am not telling you something just because I have Dalton here. I am telling you something because I've already used it. I used it when it first sort of came out and it was been great for me and it's helped me in so many different ways. So go ahead and get on that and do it now. Now, what did you think? Listen, we coming back with some amazing guests next week, next week, next week. We're going to talk about the word slut, how to be an ethical slut. Now, I know that sounds crazy to you, right? You don't went from wellness mindsets to the word slut. You got to pay attention to next week's uh, guest. It's going to be quite, quite amazing. But in the meantime, thank you so much for, you know, supporting this podcast. We have reached 10K downloads. Listen, I am too excited, too, 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 too excited. And because of that, it's all because of your 
participation in this. This is not just a one-sided journey. You know, you listening to me talk about all kinds of different topics. It has been my pleasure and my joy. And I just want to continue this journey for as long as we can. We are back. We are back. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that we are back. So uh, this week's drink of the day is going to just be a glass of rosé. Now, I just went to an amazing winery at Chatsford Winery. They have a new location. I'm going to leave that blog post in this show notes because I want you to go and experience this if you're in the Pennsylvania area. They have some of the most amazing wines. And I know I'm a wine girl. So I haven't really had too many wines that were bad. You know, they may not have been my, my stick, but, you know, I have never had a bad wine at Chatsford. And I'll just say that straight off the rip. I have never had a bad wine at Chatsford Winery. Every time I have gone, and this is the thing. So I know you're like, well, you do a lot of media events and you go to a lot of things. As a blogger and influencer and content creator, I do. However, when I love something, I support it even beyond an invitation. And when I have gone unannounced, meaning never said a word, never gave nobody a heads up that I'm coming, never said, hey, be on the lookout, I'll be there. When I have just shown up, they have treated me as if I was like everything. And I love that, right? Didn't matter how many people I've brought. And I'm not, and I say that because I always want to say, how do people treat you when they don't know you? I've never gone anywhere, even after I've gone someplace and made this church announcement, like I am toy of toy toy and blog. Never. I just go in, I get my things, the things that I want to enjoy and I keep it moving. It's always somebody that after I've purchased something has said, oh my God, um, aren't you toy of toy time blog? And then they may do some extra things, but I always want to see how they treat me when I walk in the door, right? You know, when the hostess who has never met me before is super sweet and super amazing, that's the type of energy that Chatsford Winery gives me every time I come. I have come with my kids, not that I've given them wine, so just pack this up a little bit. Obviously, when you have kids and you go to places that sell wine, you drink wine, your kids are drinking juice or soda, whatever they're doing. And they have been, you know, beautiful to my kids. They've given them all kinds of carrying on. So listen, if you are in the Pennsylvania area, I want you to go to Chasford Wine. They have some of the best wines that I've ever tasted and their rosé is top notch, right? So I want you to go there if you have. And if you're not and you're just like, uh, I don't know, grab yourself a glass of rosé. Listen, I know you may listen to this first thing in the morning and you're thinking to yourself, why in the world is she talking about wine so early? Well, that's because I want to encourage you to do all the drinking of your wine. And this is a reminder to put that glass of wine in the refrigerator, right? Get it nice and cold. So when you've had your long Friday, you done did all the things, you know, this week was early, like a short week, right? This was Labor Day coming off of Labor Day weekend. And then you're going into, you know, the situation of, you know, going back into work, getting them kids back into school. Put your glass, your bottle of wine right on into the, into the refrigerator. Dalton, thank you so absolute much for just being a guest on our show. You were such a great joy. And again, I hope everyone uses the, the temper product because it's worth it. It is truly worth it. It has helped me to even focus myself when I'm not using the mints. And then when I need them again, I use, go right back to it. So again, I'm telling you something from my own personal experience. Dalton, thank you for being a guest. I will see you all next week when we have our next guest. And I want you to have an amazing weekend. Find something that you enjoy that exclusively for you. I am going to get into my magazine reading this weekend. I do have quite a few media events, but I'm going to carve out some time just to read a good magazine, just to relax, just to chill, whatever the case may be. And I hope the same for you. So have a great 
great weekend. And thank you for rocking out with Conversations with Toy. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.